You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's today's most interesting thing in tech from Nicholas Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Wired. Brought to you by Quantic School of Business and Technology. The most interesting thing in tech, I want to raise a couple of questions on my mind about vaccine development and the coronavirus. Things are moving along quite rapidly. A whole series of companies and stage three trials, stage two trials. What's interesting, though, is that there are lots of different types of vaccines. The way a vaccine generally works is you somehow convince the body that it has had the coronavirus, develops an immune response, which then prevents you from getting the real coronavirus. But how you do that differs, right? Moderna and Pfizer are using RNA vaccines, meaning they're really injecting instructions on how to make the coronavirus into your body, so your body develops an immune response. Johnson & Johnson has a different idea, where it really injects a weakened version of the virus, allowing you to create an immune response. And then there are different ways that we'll have to take the vaccine. The potential Johnson & Johnson vaccine needs to be taken once, which makes it a lot easier. The Pfizer and Moderna ones take longer. They also need to be controlled in cold temperatures, whereas the Johnson & Johnson one doesn't, which makes it much simpler to get around. In any case, we don't know who's going to win the race. We don't know what results we're going to get first. But the first question I have is, once we have a vaccine, will it be harder to keep the science moving along with all the other potential candidates? Right? One of the reasons the science is moving so fast is because people are enrolling in trials at unprecedented rates. Anybody says, hey, I'm testing a possible vaccine, people raise their hands, sign up, and off they go. But once there's a vaccine out on the market that's available, well, as many people volunteer for the trials? The reason the science is going so fast is because there's such a prize, because there's so much money at stake, because it's so helpful to humanity, and everybody's volunteering. Once there's a vaccine, does that slow down? Second thing I'm interested in is whether the vaccine, once it's out there, will truly tell us what we want. None of the trials right now are testing for asymptomatic transmission. It's too hard. When you do a trial, you test for whether people get sick. But asymptomatic transmission is, of course, a huge problem. So there is some possibility that the best vaccine, or what appears to be the best vaccine, will not actually prevent asymptomatic transmission, which could be complicated. 
And then the most interesting question, the thing that I think should be on a lot of people's minds right now is, who should get the vaccine first? There are going to be lots of vaccines available in a short period of time because the companies have prepared well, the government is subsidizing that effort, but there will definitely have to be choices made. I've always thought that the first people who should get it are medical professionals. But actually, it seems more and more that the spread among medical professionals is fairly low because they take so many precautions. If you were to look at it totally cold-bloodedly, you would want to give the first vaccines to the people who are most likely to spread it. And who's most likely to spread it? Well, people who don't take precautions. People who are very social and don't wear masks. People who speak loudly in crowded places or sing in groups and in closed spaces. It's a very weird outcome when you think of it that way. The people who are most dangerous and the least responsible are actually the people who should get it first. Another way of looking at it is that you should give the first vaccines to the most vulnerable people. You should give it to older people people with comorbidities, but those often aren't the people who are most likely to spread it. There are a whole bunch of different values that could bump up against each other once there is a vaccine. It would be very important to sort that out. In any case, the progress is great. I'm excited. I'm going to trust the science when it's done. I'm going to get a vaccine as soon as I'm able to. There's still a lot of fascinating questions, and that's the most interesting thing in tech. See you tomorrow. Get more great stories from Wired in our daily newsletter. Sign up at wired.com daily. Quantic is transforming higher education to suit modern students and future leaders. Stuck at a desk, listening to pre-recorded lectures, following along with endless slides. It's outdated. Quantic brings the traditional MBA to life with a focus on innovation and technology with a mobile-first, network-driven approach, allowing you to learn on your schedule and alongside leaders from the world's top companies. Delivered on our award-winning interactive software in a micro-lesson format, you'll receive personalized feedback every eight seconds, not at semester's end. Transformative leaders need transformative education to make real change. Visit quantic.edu slash wired to learn more about the modern MBA. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.